Are we back? Not sure. There, huh? Let's see. I think we're back. Oh, I lost the screen. Let's see. Okay. There we are. Maybe? Yeah. Hi again. Okay. talk now and uh, then we'll sit a little more zazen. Um, today's kind of a special day uh, here in our sangha. Sangha means a group of people uh, mm -hmm. no. who came together yeah, to yeah. sit. I think you maybe. Uh, we are beginning something called Jukai. Jukai is a time when we study and uh, undertake the precepts. The precepts are they're not rules. They're, uh, to say, uh, a direction pointed to by the Buddha, mm. and also, I think, in many religions, mm. not just Buddhism, to have a good life, balanced life, mm. not to be violent, not to be greedy, not to be angry. Okay? And for the next uh, many weeks, we will be uh, studying about the precepts uh, and slowly finding where they fit in our life. We're also in a time of ango. Ango is uh, a time when we do a little bit more serious practice. Uh, and I'm going to talk about that today too. But if there's one theme, one thing that I think ties all of our practice together, the precepts, and everything, zazen, it's wholeness, wholeness, to make and realize the world and ourself and life as a great wholeness that's not broken into pieces. Um, usually in our heads, we break the world into pieces me and you and the good thing and the bad thing and my friend and my enemy and uh, rainy day, sunny day the ugly thing, the beautiful thing we break it into pieces in Zazen, in meditation and in through the precepts we realize the wholeness Maybe some people call that Buddha. Maybe some people call it God, Brahma, maybe nature, whatever you want to call it. Most times in life, people cut it into pieces, grab the things they love, push away the things they hate. In our way, we just realize one whole thing. I say one piece. P-I-E-C-E. -E. But when we do that, we also realize kind of 
peace of being whole. This is what we find in Zazen. This is what we also find in the precepts. Let me explain a little more. And it's what I hope you find during Ango, too. Because it's about wholeness. In Zazen, as we're sitting, we forget the pieces. You hear me say this every week. For a time, we don't think, my friend, my enemy, the beautiful thing, the ugly thing, the thing I want, the thing I don't want. We sit and allow everything to be. Usually in life, there's a friction. Me, the world, some things I like, some things I don't like, and there's a friction. But when we sit Zazen, we stop judging. Stop pushing away. Stop grabbing. And life suddenly becomes whole. That doesn't always mean it's happy, happy, happy. There are happy times, sad times. There's still beauty in the world. Still much ugly things in the world. But what we see when the mind is still is somehow, somehow, it all comes together. Sad things are sad, happy things are happy, ugly things, beautiful things. The garden has weeds, the garden has flowers. Somehow, it all comes together. And our life is whole. The friction stops. And somehow, somehow, it's okay. I, like you, have many problems in my life. We have an earthquake, we have the nuclear reactor, we have the economy is so good, the business is not so good uh, right now. Uh, days we get healthy. My best friend, I found his wife is very sick. Uh, she's probably not uh, going to live more than a few weeks. Um, other things, very happy things in my life. My son is getting bigger. We, we're adopting a baby from China. We found out this week, very good news. So maybe I'm going to be a daddy in about two months from China. Good news. But you see, I like the good things and the bad things are there. But somehow in this practice, it all comes together. Our new baby, my wife's friend dying, one is happy, one is sad, but somehow in this practice, just life, just life. Usually these days we don't know how to stop just for a time and just let it all come together. We want to run when I get my big job, when I get more money, when I get my house, when I marry that guy, I'll be happy. Okay, good. But we also need to learn to stop. Just let it be. Oh, I hate when I'm sick. Oh, I hate when there's an earthquake. Oh, I hate it. Yes, of course. But also, strange as it sounds, there's a way to just let it be. And when we sit Zazen, 
it all comes together. It's maybe like this. The precepts are part of that too. There are things that we do here, ways we live here, that make the world broken into pieces, like broken glass. We smash our lives. You know, people talk about heaven or hell. I think we make it here, mostly. If you're filled with anger, the world is angry. Your life is filled with hate. If here you can find gentleness, if you can find a way to resist, not resist, drop anger, there's wholeness. I was talking this week that this doesn't mean that you have to just be passive in life. Many people know that you can do things in life, try to fix problems. I think, I hope our computer's working today. It looks a little funny. I think we're okay. But not feel anger. Great fellow from India named Mahatma Gandhi knew that there was a problem to fix. Wanted to get England uh, away and make India independent. But don't be angry. There's no reason to be angry. Just do the job. So it's not about necessarily being passive. There are times just to let life be, don't do anything. It rains, get wet. But other times to open an umbrella. But allow it all. Don't get angry. The precept. Don't do violence. If you do violence, sometimes it just makes more violence. It makes more enemies. There may be times in the world, unfortunately, like a policeman knows even to stop a bad guy who's going to hurt someone, he has to use violence. And there are times even then we have to use violence. But as much as possible, avoid violence. Even like the policeman or the soldier, sometimes you need to use violence. We have people in our Sangha who are soldiers too, and policemen. Even if you need to use violence to stop violence, don't be angry. Try not to in your heart. I know it's hard. If you avoid violence, if you avoid anger, fullness. Another precept says, do not steal. Steal means to take what is not given, but it also means to be greedy. There are things in life we need. We need, I think, food. The Buddha would go out with his bowl and get food. We need a place to sleep. We need friends, I think, and family. But we don't need too much more. We really don't. We think we do. Appreciate what you have. Use it for good. But don't be greedy. I have a car. It helps me get places. It's a good thing. But I don't need a fancy car. I'm very lucky. I have a beautiful house. 
we moved in the country here. Now the earthquake came and the roof fell down and the root water comes in the roof. And it's a big mess inside sometimes. When it rains, the water comes right in. Even then, try to fix the roof, yes, but don't be too greedy. Okay, house is just a house. All the precepts we will study come down to avoiding to do harm to yourself and to other people and trying to do beneficial and healthy things for yourself and others. To live in a gentle way, to live in a healthy way, balanced way, not letting the mind go to extremes of anger or greed, but finding nice balance. Living in a way that's gentle to yourself and other, because in Buddhism and maybe all religions, Hinduism, all religions, self and other are not really separate. We're like this. Really. We think we're separated, but we're not. It's wholeness. Many things we do during the Jukai and the Ango also teach us wholeness. We do sewing, as you know. We take pieces of cloth and we make a robe that we use during the ceremony. The separate pieces come together, stitch by stitch by stitch. The mind is quiet. We sew. The pieces come together in wholeness. We say a chant before we eat to express our gratitude for the food that comes to us. What does the chant say? Thank you to everything that brought this food to me. The farmer, the farmer's wife, the farmer's child's school teacher, the truck driver. Everyone in the world really because we support each other. The rain, the wind, the stars. Thank you, because all those things come together to bring the food, wholeness. And we also wish that everyone in the universe who is hungry will be fed, because we're all connected, wholeness. Now some call that wholeness Buddha. Brahma, God, nature, the universe. I don't care about names. I don't care about names. You can call it Buddha, you can call it Stanley, I say sometimes. Call it Bob. Mary. There is something about this universe, as strange as it is, scientists know. Scientists know this that somehow all these pieces come together and here we are. It's kind of a great mystery, but there's something about this world that all the pieces from the Big Bang to the biology, uh, this planet, the stars, somehow all came together and here we are. Incredible. 
some kind of wholeness. What we do in Zazen is we say, this wholeness, I don't know what you're up to, why, why do you make earthquakes? I don't know. But when I'm sitting here, I'll let you do your thing. Go ahead. Usually I fight. Oh, I don't like this part of life. I don't like that. But right now, I don't, uh, we say, I don't know why. There's some great wholeness. Something's happening. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. You brought me, you made me born. Here I am in this life. And someday we die. And then what happens? I don't know. Maybe we come back again. Maybe that's the end. You know what? It's okay. Do your thing. Just be the wholeness. Because we know at some level this wholeness is us too. We think that there's the world and me. The sun and me. You and me. But from this other perspective that's known in Hinduism, that's known in Buddhism, that's known in many religions. You and me are the stars and me. Just as we know it. Somehow. Scientists know it too. It's not it's not the uh, secrets. This is Adams, I'm Adams. Everything's somehow made all together. Okay. So when we sit, when we study the precepts, when we do kin hin, when we every part of our practice is just to taste this wholeness, to just to rediscover this wholeness allow this wholeness and to make this wholeness visible and the secret really is here I'm just going to read one section this is from the platform sutra this is a sutra actually from China not from India uh, but uh, it was written in China and it's about the precepts it's the the sixth patriarch of Zen he's talking about the precepts and he uses the word Dharmakaya Buddha here which to me just means this wholeness what is the pure Dharmakaya Buddha? Good friends, although the nature of people in this world is from the outset pure in itself, and when he says pure, that doesn't, that includes what we usually think, humans think, pure, impure, good, bad, clean, dirty. He's talking about something that transcends this. If you drop all thoughts of clean and dirty and good and bad and pure and impure, it's kind of a big pure big thing that's found. That's what he means. All things in the world are from the outset pure. The 10,000 things, everything in the world, are all within their own nature. Everything is just what it is. Grass is grass, weeds are weeds. Now if people think of all the evil things, then they will practice evil. Evil means doing bad, harmful things. But if you think of all the good things, you will practice good. Thus, it is clear in this way that all dharmas are within your own nature. Your own nature is always pure. It's, it's really up to you. The sun and moon are always bright, yet if they are covered with clouds, although the sun and moon are bright, below everything seems dark. The sun and moon and stars and planets cannot be seen. Well, you make the clouds here with your anger and your greed and your evil here. But when the mind becomes clear, 
the wholeness appears. He says, if suddenly the wind of wisdom should blow and roll away the clouds, all forms in the universe appear at once. The purity of the world is like the blue sky. Wisdom is like the sun. If you cling to things, the floating clouds of false thoughts will create a cover and your own nature cannot become clear. Sometimes you read these old sutras and it's really very complicated. Let me make it simple. If in your mind there's clarity, the world seems clear. If in the world, in your mind there's anger and greed, the world is broken into pieces filled with anger. If for a moment in Zazen you find peace, suddenly everything is peaceful in one piece. This is all we practice. All the fancy statues and chants and everything, the Heart Sutra that we chanted at the beginning, all it's about is how up here we cut the world into pieces and if you reverse the process, the pieces come together. It talks about how with the eye and the ear and the nose and the tongue in the mind we make a world of separate things, reverse the process, and the separate things come together. That's what we're chanting about. The other chant was the identity of relative and absolute. Relative means all the separate things. Absolute, this is in Hinduism too, uh, when it all comes together both the same. We see separate, we see same. For example, book cover, separate page, separate page, separate page, word, 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 separate. Book all comes together. Same with our view of life. That's what the, those chants. They're very complicated, this book, but that's the main point. So, we sit Zazen every day just to practice this. I've said enough. So we're going to sit now for about another 10 minutes and then do more Kin Hin. Are you doing okay? Do more Kin Hin. No, I'm going to, we're going to sit a little more. Zazen. Okay? 10 minutes. About, um, now I think about uh, 10 minutes. About 13 minutes. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. I'll ring uh, the bell. I have this bell uh, this time.
came in.
Does it?